What's up, everyone? It's another Slam Richmond podcast with your host, January Garcia. Our poets on deck this round are Grilled Cheese, Madigan, Danielle Reed, aka Girl Genius, and Serena. Our first performer is none other than the producer for the show and one of the hosts of our open mic. Resident sandwich Tyler Grilled Cheese Eldred has a variety of styles, but today's are some of his quieter pieces. His first poem is a complex form poem that features three tankas rearranged to make three new tankas, followed by two new poems that he debuted with us. You'll have to excuse his raspy voice in this recording. He's still recovering from a throat condition. But now, let's hear a taste of grilled cheese. Daylight calls faintly. To hurry the room's shadows, my heart in half light, you enter a silent dream, I leave you as atonement. A voice, a sapling, elongates our path onward, a choice to answer, with courage to lead me home, a promise I let drift. Your pulse in coarse palms, to ponder a waiting joy, these fears quickening, and whispers through my window, overcasts my deepest sky. A voice calls faintly, elongates the room's shadows, a choice in half-light, with courage a silent dream, a promise as atonement, your pulse a sapling, to ponder our path onward, these fears to answer, and whispers to lead me home. Overcasts I let drift, daylight in coarse palms, to hurry a waiting joy, my heart quickening, you enter through my window, I leave you my deepest sky. We say to the golem, rise golem, it's a long journey ahead. There are chasms to cross and burdens to carry and boulders to lift out of the way. We tell the golem, you must push this mountain, and he does, and we watch in awe as he manages to move it a few inches. We once watched the golem march for seven days over javagged rocks because we didn't tell the golem to feel any pain. We tell the golem, you are strong, so he is strong. We tell the golem, you are fearless, so he is fearless. We tell the golem, you are beautiful, but he is just clay. And we didn't tell the golem to breathe, so he doesn't have to. And the golem doesn't need to speak. But we know the golem is fully willing to dig a well with his hands, night and day in the desert forever, until he reaches a spring of water. And then he keeps on digging The golem doesn't want to disobey our commands. The golem doesn't want anything. The golem can't. I want the hurt to stop, and I want to fight. I want to know that we can win, and I want you to be there with me. I want to defeat the things that defeat us, and I want to name them and what they did to us. I want honor and I want pride for everyone who has hid in fear. I want my friends to be safe and to be allowed to be happy. 
I want a purpose that I can see and put my hands on. I want to see and to share in community. I want to win the right to dream without a worry. I want to rest. I want to heal others and to know healing. I want to walk and trust that I won't fall for once. I want to find silence and to grow peace. I want nice and cool, and I want nice and warm. I want to feel good about our world and our future. I want hope and a song. I want reparation and absolution and harmony. I want creation and thriving with exploration and discovery and leisure. I want the days they took away from us, the hours, the moments. I want us to push through and to make it, to arrive at where we need to be without needing to be anywhere else. Thank you for your poems, grilled cheese. I hope your throat gets better. Next up is the poet Madigan. We were absolutely amazed by the writing in Madigan's first piece, and we've come to really look forward to their style of vivid and intense confessional poetry. So here's Madigan. Laundry day, and I'm wearing my last pair of clean underwear. White lace with translucent polka-dotted mesh and a little bow on the front. It's the kind of underwear that screams dysphoria. The kind that says, this body is for anyone but myself. Reads delicate, pretty, the kind of almost lingerie that I'm sure came with a bra to match it. The kind that makes me want to stop eating until I become a wisp of nothingness, a fuckable ghost with jutted hip bones that dig in when you get too close. The kind that makes me want to smell like flowers and blood, or those honeysuckles from childhood. It's the kind of underwear that screams silence. Screams it so loud I cover my ears and try not to vomit every time I look in the mirror. It's the kind that says, I just stepped out of a bath full of rose petals and floating candles. The kind that says, yes, I'm depressed, but only so much so as to be suitable to your kink. It's the kind of underwear I would probably drink too much wine in. The kind I'm sure I was wearing that night we went back to her place and I really was floating so, so high above my body. The kind of underwear I would come home and collapse in, too tired for showering but enough pent-up rage to pull out the razor, screaming right back at the mirror that I'm too strong to cry, stronger than this, than her, than anyone, screaming, see what I can take, screaming silently so as not to wake my parents or roommates or new girlfriend. The kind of underwear I'll never feel clean enough stepping into no matter how many memories I scrub off. The kind that says, even if you think you found a home in this body, you will never stop running from the girl you used to be. Raining and it's sunny and I'm so, so happy. So happy I can't remember how to get out of bed. And I don't want to wash these tears away. I want to lay out in the sun until they're dry and I'm breathless and gone. Kind of like how sometimes I wish existing was something I could turn on and off at will. Or like the way I recently learned how fast someone needs to breathe in order to stay alive. And I try to tell myself this the next time I'm having a panic attack. This is just your body fighting, trying to stay alive. And part of me wishes I wanted this 
life more, wishes I didn't breathe in ghost stories every time I stepped outside. I have a lot to live for. I have a lot to live for. I have a lot to live for. It just gets so quiet inside when I stop wanting, and it makes me want to stop everything. I'm so, so happy I dreamed that I could just die. Thanks for coming out to the show, Madigan, and for sharing your stories. And now, we have our featured slam artist, Danielle Reed, who goes by the stage name of Girl Genius. Girl Genius is known throughout the DMV area, but she traveled here from Baltimore to see us. Girl Genius has a really vibrant and sarcastic personality that you'll hear radiate from her poems when she recites them. We were blown away by her Baltimore Ravens poem and thoroughly entertained by her erotic library poem. Also keep an eye out for her last piece, where she recites a poem from memory, and then the same poem in reverse. Anyways, without saying too much more, here's Girl Genius. Fourteen haiku for the Little Rock Nine. Her clothes neatly pressed, shoes as shiny as her spine, she prepares for war. A mother shivers, watching her baby girl tumble over the edge. She can't control the world, sliding beneath her feet, crushing innocence. The soldiers stand watch at the doors as they come, refusing to back down. First day of high school, greeted by spit and screaming, you don't belong here. In between two worlds, a split second of praying that she is unharmed. Daughter stands stoic, swallows an echo chamber, trailing off distant, broken barriers, cold memories of childhood. They were just kids, right? The newspaper man takes her pictures for the history books, captures everything from the privilege of safety afforded to some. The irony is white folks rather shut the schools than educate folks. Nine children against a city and a system, a heavy burden, burying them in a pile of whiteness, six feet deep, a nationwide, hatred rumbling like a wave of, of an avalanche that no one saw coming. Crows are blackbirds, known to be scary smart, also known for their adaptability and loud, harsh voice. Crows tend to stick in or near their birthplace. Fact, crows are scavengers and will eat absolutely anything. They will also absolutely kill and eat eggs, babies, and adult birds if they can get their hands on one. Other predators like foxes and owls will all gladly eat other birds, but crows are subject to these same predators and very few of their young make it to adulthood. Crows live on average 10 to 15 years, but some will live as long as 20. Fact. You can teach a crow to mimic human speech. They also have regional dialects which they can change. Fact, crows can remember faces. When someone attacks them, they will teach others to identify and retaliate. Studies have shown that this trait is generational. Crows band together and chase predators. This act is called mobbing. Fact, a grouping of crows is called a murder. When a crow dies, the murderer will gather around the deceased. They don't mourn. They try to figure out what killed it. Then they avoid the area where there was a death. And this is why in some mythologies, crows are associated with bad luck. Fact, ravens are a type of crow. Ravens are bigger and have louder, raspier voices. Fact, the word raven also means black. The word crow also means brag or boast. Fact, Baltimore is a city full of murders.
a group of crows the color of midnight in the summer, scary smart, but they tend to stick to the streets they know. Black boys be like ravens, loud, brash, hearts as black as their melanin, lucky to live on average 10 to 15 years, but some might actually live as long as 20. Other predators like poverty and addiction will all gladly eat these birds, but these crows are subject to the same predators and very few of them make it to adulthood. These murderers be willing to eat anything. They will absolutely kill and eat other birds if they can get their hands on one. Fact, a group of young black kids is called a problem. It's called a gang. It's called a mob. It's called the police. Fact, studies have shown that crows remember faces. They wear them on their t-shirts like black suits at funerals, like they remember what the cops did to their brother last year and the sounds that the helicopters make while they're stalking these birds of prey. So when they encounter an enemy, they will teach others to identify and retaliate. Studies have also shown that this trait is generational. Fact, I once saw a dead crow. Black body on black asphalt, another murder, gathered at a makeshift memorial where balloons fly, but they don't. See, no one mourns a dead bird, but everyone will try to figure out what killed it. Fact, the sight of a dead crow will tend to attract a mob of 100 or more live ones. Studies suggest that this mass gathering is part of a survival strategy. Fact, the sight of a dead black boy tends to attract 100 or more live ones, and some studies suggest that this mass funerals are part of a survival strategy for living in Baltimore City. Fact, you can teach a raven to mimic human speech. Teach black boys to identify gunshots like birdsong. Each one with its own dialect, identify a grieving mother by the sound she makes. Something like an obit page turning in the moaning of Nina Simone, the calling of her family louder, more raspy, volume somewhere between silence and a trigger warning. The sound a bird makes when it's gasping for air and a police siren see wings tucked back like fallen angels. No one will go back to the spot afterwards. There'll be another murder before the crow flies. Fact, the word raven means black. The word crow also means brag or boast, so every morning I'm waking up to these ravens crowing about another murder. Fact, crows are sometimes thought to be the harbingers of death, and maybe this is why I see dead birds every time I turn on my TV. Fact, 162 and counting. There's actually a poem in here called Alternate Titles for this book. So, it is literally a list of alternate titles. The brown girl gets help. I have issues, but don't we all? The poet's guide to curbing anxiety and depression. I can write about this if it'll save a life. I'm a gun and everything around me is a trigger. I smile so everything looks normal. I'm fine, really. They told me writing would help. You don't really want to know what I think. Adulting for dummies. I don't do doctors, so poet heal thyself. Drowning is a team sport. No is the shortest sentence in the English language. Feel life with feelings. Sometimes I want to break like a bad habit. A girl walked into a bar, and believe me, it hurt. Aren't you glad you didn't die today? Having a wonderful time, wish you weren't here. Survivor, the movie. Dear mom, you were wrong. Requiem for my sanity. Woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown, the sequel. Crying is proof that black actually cracks. Oxymorons and the women who love them. Panic at the mall, the musical. The big book of fucks I don't give. Cards against insanity. Ceilings, Legos, and other things you shouldn't step on. Apocalypse right now. 
quantum physics for assholes. Doom, gloom, and cotton candy. Um, spontaneous combustion, or thank you for not smoking. A few fries short of a happy meal. Love means never having to say you're a douche. I took a left at Albuquerque and all I got was this lousy poetry book. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's definitely, definitely too late. Red wine and white teas, a cautionary tale. Empathy is a drain on my emotional bank account. Please don't feed the animals or the demons. I spent my money on cheap liquor and lottery tickets and you spent yours on a Nigerian scam. PSD, made in America. Note to self, buy milk. Miss Palindrome's home for wayward poets. Objects in mirror are closer to death than they appear. We'll write for food. Balancing on a high wire in a hurricane. The realist, the idealist, the nihilist, and me. Sitting in a venue with your phone on ratchet and other bad life decisions. You promised there would be food. Dropping houses on people is generally frowned upon. I haven't had enough coffee to deal with your bullshit. Summer house in Chernobyl or how to have a proper meltdown. I know why the aliens won't talk to us. <laughs> Hashtags for the dead. My crazy is better than your crazy. And finally, all the good names were taken. Dear people who go out the entry door, who sneeze without covering their mouths, who pass gas and act like it ain't yours. I'm not saying I hate you, but if you were on fire and I had a glass of water, I'd probably drink it. <laughs> if you got hit by a bus, you could be 99% sure I was either the driver or directing traffic. I'm not saying I hate you, but if you hijack the car charger while my phone is dying and yours is on 65%, I promise I'll remember that and unplug your life support to use the outlet to charge my goddamn phone. I mean, I'm not saying I hate you, but every time you speak really loudly on your phone in public, I get this overwhelming urge to hug you. And by hug you, I mean shake the shit out of you. You make toasters and bathtubs sound like a winning combination. I fucking hate you. No, 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 no. I'm lying. But don't hit me up on off days. Not my off day. Not your off day. I mean, I promise I'm not saying I hate you. I just despise that you bring my car back on E. I abhor escalators. It's a DC thing, I promise you, it irks my fucking soul. An escalator is when you get on the escalator, you stand on the left, you walk on the right. I, dis I abhor escalators. You stand on the right, walk on the left, bitch, and I curse your addiction for thinking exposure will pay my bills. Nonprofit Karen who spent $15,000 to put on an event but asked me to perform for free. I curse your existence for thinking exposure pays the bills. 
nonprofit Karen who spent $15,000 to put on this event but expects me to perform for free. Not hate. We'll just call this a strong dislike. Like the complicated relationship that Rachel Dolezal has with her whiteness. Like Donald Trump and honesty. And women. And black people. And Mexicans. And I definitely don't hate you in a wish you dead kind of way. However, I do hope you develop a sudden incurable allergy to bacon, ice cream, and oxygen. <laughs> and oxygen. And because I don't hate you, I wish you nothing but the best. Just kidding. I wish you a lifetime of tepid tea and flat soda. White people potato salad with raisins. Group chats where everyone replies off. Taylor Swift banjo playing September on repeat. Yes, I'm petty because some people have no care or consideration for other people in the room or in the country or on the planet or in the goddamn universe, so fuck you. Yes, your mama. A hotel, Atlantic City. I'm three years too young to wrap myself in a slot machine's arm, so I'm wandering through the gift shop. When a man with a smile like a Buick grill hit a guardrail swerves in my direction. Never bothers with an introduction to her first name, just wants to know I'm, what room I'm staying in. Flicks those high beams like a wink and a let's skip all the formalities and fuck kind of look that makes every hair on the back of my neck stiff enough to stab him. So I wander in the first direction opposite of him. And he reached out and grabbed my hand. This felt like, this felt like, this felt like, fuck it, this feels like drive-by, like injury, like I have a fear of being touched by strangers, like never without my permission, like shoot, like aim, like kill, like shot fired from my sniper rifle tongue, I snatch my hand back from his trigger finger grip, him not heeding, warning growls from my throat, follows me through corridors, never apologizes, still doesn't ask my name. Because naming your prey makes them more difficult to kill. After this chase, we end up in the hotel elevator alone. In this moment, the idea of him being so close to me was more claustrophobic than this moving metal coffin, my shoulders stiffened into corpse. And this is when he decides to tell me, you look nervous. No shit. And reaches out to touch my shoulders. Next thing I remember, we are holding hands again. Mine is pressing into his wrist until targets form in his palms. He forced out his submission hold, and this is what I can't help but notice. I am badly in need of a manicure. Something bold like a gold to match his grimace. Gunmetal gray like the shrapnel on my teeth, or maybe flint for the color my eyes turn. Because if you're bold enough to go for the kill and miss, please know that a wounded animal will always fight for its survival. And I am no one's trophy. You don't get to mount my hand on your walls, a testament to your latest conquest. You don't get to lay on my skin or use it to keep you warm. So these unmanicured fingers mask claws that will shred every piece of you, rip hide from bone, break them into splinters to pick your flesh from my mandible. See, this is what I do when I am threatened. When I'm attacked, when you 
and your roadkill smile cage me in the corner of an elevator and push all of my buttons, you get your arm broken and I get my nails done. I am 40. Blessed with good genes, got a thing for a well-written word, can drink you under the table, fluent in four languages, including sarcasm. Adrenaline junkie, roller coaster enthusiast, my bucket list is better than yours. I've never read a single Harry Potter book. I can rap the entire Low End Theory album. Wonder Woman is my favorite superhero. Fight me. Chuck Taylor enthusiast, size 10 if it actually matters. Finally making sense out of my life. I fully believe that chicken and waffles are the cure for everything. I want to break the record for the world's fastest talker. I'm in love with a girl who sings in the shower. I'm in love with a girl with a scar-stitched throat. I am my mother's broken heart left in San Francisco. I am my father left in San Francisco. I am terrified of butterflies. Graves is an autoimmune disease that attacks your thyroid. It's the butterfly-shaped gland at the bottom of your throat. Overproduction of thyroid hormones will cause normal parts of your body to be in constant overdrive. This is known as hyperthyroidism. Hard to catch because it mimics other issues. Common symptoms include high metabolism, sudden fluctuations in weight, rapid irregular heartbeat, which can lead to heart problems, anxiety, insomnia, thin skin, fatigue, depression. Known cures include a lifetime of maintenance meds. They include beta blockers, radioactive iodine, possible surgery to remove the growth from your throat. My doctor tells me this is a common disease affecting most women, but most respond well to proper care and treatment. Yesterday I was diagnosed, told to get a biopsy, I've rewritten my bucket list to include a lifetime of maintenance meds. Graves is my mother's broken heart left in San Francisco. Is a well-written word, still terrified of butterflies. Common symptoms will include being the girl with the scar-stitched throat, wrapping the entire low-end theory album during my doctor's appointments. I'm a condition who's never read a single Harry Potter book. Blessed with good genes, but my skin and nervous system are always in constant hope or drive. My heart is an adrenaline junkie. It speaks fluent sarcasm on all of my medical charts. I'm in love with insomnia. I throw my hands in the air on this roller coaster of appointments, terrified of normal parts of my body, but my radioactive thyroid can still drink you under the table. My butterflies are my father, left in San Francisco, hard to catch because he mimics other issues, mostly affecting women. Diagnosis includes beta blocking my depression. Still believing that chicken and waffles is a cure for everything except a grave, a disease, trying to break the record for the world's fastest onset, sudden fluctuation in my prognosis, terrified of writing this fucking poem, I'm 40. Blessed with finally making sense of this condition. Known cures includes possible surgery to remove this poem from my throat. A girl who causes rapid, irregular heartbeats every time she sings in the shower. A brilliant mind in constant overdrive, in a pair of Chuck Taylors, size 10, if that shit fucking matters, known as Wonder Woman, and I'm still my own favorite superhero, so fight me. I want to build a library full of poetry books and women I want to fuck. I imagine it's full of classic soft covers, erotica, notated in the margins, remember all of my favorite places because there is nothing like curling up with a good woman. And she's already said she's looking forward to reading me, which is great, because see, I like my women the same way I like my books. Open. And reading is as fundamental as sex. With her, I like to go cover to cover. There's absolutely nothing wrong with burying your head in a good book. 
And she's a, a page turner, y'all, a nail biter, an up all nighter, the kind that'll make you grip the sides. Like, you can't wait to see how this shit ends. And you're praying that it's a trilogy. Like, you just want to act out all of your little nerdy librarian fantasies. So we'll just call this story hour. I'll fuck her in between the stacks. No need to be quiet. This is the only library in the world where talking is actually encouraged. And I want to fuck her so hard that instead of my name, she'll scream out book titles. As you wish, Great Expectations, Lolita, Inferno, Catch-22, The Beloved, Kama Citra, then lick my fingers so the pages don't stick. I'll forget my place on purpose just so I can pick her up and start over. Make her enunciate so hard it blows the dust off the jacket. See, I'm a writer, baby, you can quote me on that. And I'm about to pin a new bestseller across her clit and call it A River Runs Through It. See, there's no secret to our attraction. You knew when you met me that I like to read as often as possible. And there's just something so sexy about flipping you over so I can check out the back cover, laying you across the table and digging deep into the content, running my tongue along your spine so I can write you a new title. See, I really just want to be a bookmark so I can stay in between you. There are no fairy tales on my shelf, but you better believe there's plenty of happy endings. Because, girl, you will always be my favorite genre. Because the best way to read is very, very slowly and always in between the lines. I'm submitting transmissions, but they tap my subconscious, trying to will me to submission. I'm fighting extradition, loading my submachine gun with ammunition. See, this is only the beginning. I'm here to complete a mission. I'm overtaking airwaves, subverting subculture, subject composition, subcutaneous supposition. I'm taking aim on the position. I got to take out the enemy, but they take me out of commission. See, I know too much information. They're looking for my location. They checked my subtext, but it got lost in translation and addition. I subtracted myself from the equation. The time is... One minute before the invasion, I'm ready to take a stance. It's 50 seconds of detonation. I won't stop till I completed my objective. My mind separates from the collective, but the subject is subjective. I'm communicating you subliminal messages, subliminal messages, subliminal messages, subharmonic frequencies. Push the panic button, use only emergency. See, I'm one part poet, one part revolutionary, one part verbal mercenary, and two parts binary. Should my adversaries find me, I hid the money in an auction subsidiary. You'll find the code breaker hid in my obituary. I'm on the run. They subpoenaed the family to get to me, get a message to the master. They can't do me. My fingers on the trigger. I got a million subordinates, and I need to blow up to calculate the exact coordinates. Targets on lot. Girl genius. Mastermind the plot. 20 seconds left on the clock. The countdown time's ticking. If they catch me, I won't submit. See, I have 15 seconds left to transmit. No time to rewind, read back the scene, and run the transcript. They tap my phone. Each drop of my combos is all a part of the elaborate supply. Suppose my plans are supposed to start peeking in code. I see them coming, so I hit reverse, reverse, and return to the depths of sub you and I. Verse, verse. You and I verse the of depths of two, return and reverse it. I so come in and see I code and speak and start I suppose claims my want to suppose I subplot elaborate. The up part of all that can both my on drop east phone my tap day. Transcripts are unseen in which I could read. Rewind. To time no transmit to left seconds fifteen. If I submit won't I me catch day if picking time. Countdown, the clock, the on left seconds twenty, plot, mastermind, genius girl, locked on target, coordinates exact, calculate the is upload to need I all subordinates, million a guy I trigger the on fingers, my means to do can't they masters to message to get to me. To get the family to subpoena, they run the on I'm obituary. My hidden brick of code, they'll find your subsidiary offshore and the money to hit I me find adversaries, my should binary parts two and mercenary. Verbal part one revolutionary, part one poet, part one I'm emergency only use button pan to push. Frequency subharmonic, messages subliminal, messages subliminal. Use the communicating I subjective, the front separates mind, my, my objective, my completed I until stop won't I. 
Detonation of seconds 50. Stands to take the ready I'm invasion. Before minute one, it's time the equation. If I myself subtract the I addition and say, listen, lost guy, it but subtext my check day, location my four. Looking there, information must know I commission of out me take day before enemies to outtake got I position and a taking I. Supposition, subcutaneous, composition, subject to the burning early taking over I'm beginning the only is this ammunition with gun, submachine my loading, extradition, fighting I'm submission into me. My tap day, but transmission submitting I'm transmission submitting I'm girl genius and the motherfucking mastermind. <laughs>